0: Welcome to Pushing the Limits, the show that helps you reach your full potential with your host Lisa Tarmati, brought to you by lisatarmati.com. Welcome back to Pushing the Limits. This week I have Dr. Elena Seranova. She is a molecular biologist and she's also the founder of NMM Bio, and this is a company that I've been working with for the last uh, year and a half. Um and importing her products and this is uh, all about longevity and anti-aging and so Dr. Alina has been on the podcast a couple of times and we go deep into the longevity science and today we're going to go even deeper so uh, you know stay with us folks for this one it's a little little gets a little bit complicated but if you want to know how to live longer live healthier how to reverse aging how to slow down aging then you need to uh, listen to this episode with Dr. Alina it's really really interesting. Uh, Before we head over we want to make sure you do go and check out our anti-aging supplements, NMN and TMG, and there's more coming in the pipeline when Alina uh, develops more. But head over to nmnbio.nz. And we also talk about her course, in, in this episode so if you want to find out about that course uh, go to the show notes the link is in the show notes and you can do that anti-aging and longevity course so that you can understand all this science a little bit better and so you can slow down your aging process and who doesn't want to do that so head on over to nmnbio.nz and make sure you check out the show notes now over to the show with dr alina saranova Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Pushing the Limits. Today, I have my dear friend and someone who's been on this podcast a couple of times, and uh, our founder of NMM Bio, Dr. Alina Seranova. Welcome back to the show, Alina. Fantastic to have you.
1: Yes, happy to be here as well. Really excited. Yeah, me too, because I want to
0: dive into today quite a lot of the uh, new stuff that that uh, you're doing, and um, we're going to be talking about a product called TMG. We're going to get into that, uh, trimethylglycine, and uh, how it works with uh, what we have currently in our longevity shop, uh, NMN. So um, we'll just dive on in. Can you give us a bit of an overview, uh, Alina, on longevity in, in, this, in this space, in the longevity science?
1: Yeah, sure. So um, there is a lot of interest in the field with regards to longevity and different kind of products that are related to longevity. And the reason for that is that I think that we keep on uh, honing our understanding of what longevity is, what anti-aging is, what what is the aging process and how, um, you know, how do we actually age? And we start understanding the causes of aging much better, um, than, you know, like mm. that we did, let's say 10 or 20 years ago. And actually there's been an excellent review that came out a few years ago that basically defined the nine hallmarks of aging. And also recently we had a 10th hallmark of aging being added, which is inflammation basically. So the nine hallmarks of aging have to do with things like, um, you know, um, telomere attrition, And um, loss of proteostasis, loss of basically the balance of proteins within the cell, uh, epigenetic alterations, things like that. And um, there are basically multiple processes that are interconnected in the cell. That are all declining or getting imbalanced during the aging process. and the good news is that over the past 20 years we actually haven't discovered any new processes. So obviously inflammation was always there. It's just we uh, we recently classified it as another hallmark of aging because it's always there when an organism is aging. Um, you know we can see this in all mammals, including humans, and we can see how this is becoming quite a big problem as we age because it leads to different um different age related diseases such as arthritis and so on and mm. actually um at this point it's very important to say that the top four killer diseases today which is cancer cardiovascular disease neurodegeneration and diabetes uh, have as their higher uh, their highest risk um um the age of the patient basically. Yeah. So the older you are, the highest uh, your, your risk, risk. Of, of getting one of these diseases. So like if it's not gonna be one of them, it's gonna be the other one. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's actually, yeah. yeah. It's all downhill from, from there. And actually now we start Realizing when, uh, when does aging starts, which is actually at quite a young age, basically at the age of 25, because this wow. is where our hormones peak. This is where uh, the production of NAD peaks as well. NAD is nicotinamide, iodine, and dinucleotide, which is a master regulator of human metabolism. So, um, all of those things and uh, including our energy and focus, they all peak at the age of 25. Um, and it's actually interesting I I met a lady the other day and it was actually in the sauna uh, at the gym and we were talking about oh what do you do oh what do you do because um, the sauna is in our building so we're basically neighbors Um, so we started chatting and she asked me okay what do you do and I said well I have an anti-aging supplement company and then she said oh okay so you sell supplements to people of old age and I said actually no I don't sell supplements only to to people of old age age i sell supplements to anyone over 25 because this is where the process of aging begins and then she's like oh i'm 20 i'm i'm 41 and i'm feeling tired all the time and i'm like well here you go you know over <laughs> Um, and yeah she ended up actually becoming a customer so (laughs) (laughs) that's a good way to get customers in the sauna yeah uh, 85 80 degrees
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and actually sauna is one of those anti-aging things that I have in my regime definitely because yeah it it spikes your growth hormone for example and your BDNF your brain-derived neurotrophic factor Um, so there's lots of lifestyle things that we can do which we can Mm -hmm. talk about as well Um, but they're really interesting area is is these molecules that are starting to come out now that uh, have been proven to start to reverse some of the causes of aging, Uh, one of these being NMN, which uh, I'm importing from you and your company, and I was so stoked to find you because I'd been searching for this molecule for a long time before (laughs) I met you, and I wanted a good quality. I knew of its uh, efficacy from Dr. David Sinclair's work. Uh, and the book Lifespan, which I highly recommend everybody read. Uh, and I was like, got to get this stuff, got to get this stuff. Came across you and we, we, we partnered up and now have NMN down in New Zealand, nmnbio.nz, um, <laughs> if you want to check that out. Can you explain what NMN is and why this is important? And we have covered this in a couple of our podcasts previously, but I just want to give a, a bit of a, a recap basically.
1: Yeah, sure. So NMN stands for nicotinamide mononucleotide and it's a vitamin B3 derivative. And it's basically a natural molecule that can be found in uh, some small amounts in different foods like avocados and broccoli and tomatoes and so on. But in order to get an actually efficient dosage, um, you would need to supplement with it. So what it does is that it's, it's a precursor to, uh, to NAD to the molecule that I previously mentioned as the master regulator of human metabolism. Mm-hmm. And uh, it converts into NAD within your cell in one simple step. Uh, so it's actually quite potent. It's highly bioavailable Bioavailable, um, and yeah. it's also water soluble as well. Uh, so really nice molecule, and you know, like n- no side effects practically. And there's been actually quite a few clinical trials uh, ever since we, we spoke last, because we haven't uh, yeah. recorded yeah. anything together for like a couple for like couple a of months. Like, yeah. Uh, For for humans, actually. (laughs) Yeah, so ever since, we had quite a few uh, human clinical trials coming out and showing the efficacy of the compound. So basically, because it does boost the levels of your NAD, NAD serves as a fuel for your sirtuin proteins, which are basically... Uh, responsible for uh, for um, um, different rejuvenation processes within the cell, including DNA repair, including mitochondrial production, and so on, mm-hmm. and they're very, very vital for uh, maintaining our cells healthy and to make sure that they don't lose their identity as well. So they know what to do and they know, um, and, you know, all the epigenetics within the cell work um, as as well as possible. So all the genes that need to be expressed in certain cells are being expressed and other genes are suppressed and so on. So this is how you maintain cellular identity. Um, Can you explain uh, that a little bit? So cellular identity,
0: like People are like, we have a DNA code that's in every single cell, and it's the same in every cell. The differences between a, a skin cell and a neuron is that certain parts of the genome are being read in this cell, and certain parts of the genome are being read in a in neuron, for example. And as we age, these start to get confused and chaotic. And different parts of the gene, genome are being read. Is that correct? The way I've explained it, that? mm-hmm. and that's what's happening. And so these two genes stop that from happening.
1: That that that, that X differentiation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So basically, what happens is that we do have, um, you know, our our chromosomes, and we do have this um, this DNA strands that are. Compacted in different ways, so you do have the chromatin that is either um, um, an active form that can be transcribed, that can be read by a gene and yep. produce protein, or you can have basically some inactive parts of the DNA that cannot be transcribed and you can't produce any any proteins from this. So this is, um, you know, there is the heterochromatin and, and 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 the euchromatin that you have. So this is uh, the active form and the inactive form of um, the, so, the open and the actively transcribed euchromatin yep. and the closed and transcriptionally inactive heterochromatin. Uh, so, basically, you have, um, you know, different kinds of accessibility of the genomic areas within the DNA. And this is altered via histone uh, tail modifications, typically yep. involving different uh, basically uh, a chemical tax on the on the DNA. So this could be uh, either an acetylation on, on a lysine residue and so on. So you do have those um, epigenetic uh, modifications on the DNA that define which areas will be active and which areas will not be active. And this is what defines whether a cell would be expressing, for example, the neuronal genes and then it becomes a neuron and so on. So we do have this process and... Um, and this is what sirtuins do as well, because sirtuins are, um, are are basically genes that that are involved with histone acetylation as well. So, um, uh, so you have those different tags on, on on the actual DNA that would define this process. So, mm-hmm. what happens there is that um, when um, when we grow older, um, because you basically have the housekeeping genes of the sirtuins that would be making sure uh, that the the correct genes are stay are staying switched on or switched on, and then you yeah. have the firefighting function of the sirtuins, which would be uh, let's say if we have a break on a DNA strand somewhere on the on the chromosome, like the sirtuin um, would would basically attend the the side of the of the break and then it would repair it. Success. So there. are... Yeah, so there are multiple functions that sirtuins need to attend to within the cell. And with age, this function becomes... Um, less and less efficient, basically, because um, sirtuins become a bit forgetful, let's say. So let's say they move back and forth on the firefighting fronts, and then they just uh, they might uh, as well forget where is the place to do the, the housekeeping function as well. And then this is where the, um, the epigenetic regulation becomes a bit more loose, and this would eventually um, lead to genomic instability and to, uh, to loss of cellular identity. Well, so this is that's, the that's, kind of mechanism yeah. of, of painting that so, we have the in the cells.
0: So the um that, I love that firefighting thing. So, so people imagine there's a there's a big fire in Australia and all the New Zealand firefighters are sent off to repair that. But while they're at home their bills aren't being paid and their mortgages <laughs> are being paid and they haven't they're not producing kids and they're not doing all the stuff that they should be doing when they're at home. Yeah, that's basically yeah, exactly. what you're saying. So they're off fighting the fire there and repairing DNA, but they're not doing. And then they get lost on the way home. They end up in a <laughs> bar somewhere with some some other person. Okay, then they don't find their way home. I think that's a really good simple analogy of what we're talking about. And then they don't come home to pay the mortgage and then the mortgage and you, then you lose your house. And that's basically what, yeah, you lose the house meaning you're aging. I think that's a really good analogy. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely, and, I love it. Yeah, because you've got to put it, you know, like it, it's, it's pretty complicated science that we're talking about. Is so we need to put it into sort of pictures for people to, to understand because, yeah, you're immersed in this stuff. So, you, you know, for you, it's just like, oh, of course, you know. Um, but for most people, it's like, whoa. Um, so histone D, de- deacetylation, can you just, just define what is that exactly? Um, is, is, that, is that the repairing process or is that the, yeah, what is histone no, deacetylation?
1: Okay. deacetylation? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so histone deacetylation has to do with the, um, with the way that these uh, genetic regions will either be um, in, a, in a compact form, or they're going to be in a loose form where the the DNA can actually be transcribed so it defines what will be the active areas and what will be the inactive areas okay. and the way it uh, it happens is by by acetylation of these areas which which is basically like a chemical tag on top of the um, um of the DNA yeah a methyl, so
0: the- methyl group isn't it yeah one of the methyl groups mm-hmm. yeah
1: we, we actually have quite a few processes that um, that are functioning at um, uh, at a, an epigenetic level. So we do have the acetylation, we do have the methylation going on. So methylation is actually the addition of the methyl groups and so on. So there, 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 there are a lot of things going on there. I'm not sure if, if this would be of interest for our audience because yeah, it's going okay. uh, more complicated. <laughs> but, but if we step back but, and we go,
0: okay, NAD yeah. is mm-hmm. the fuel source that's needed for the Situin genes the yes. two genes and this enzyme or these proteins go out and put out the fires, repair DNA. They do all this housekeeping stuff that keeps the cell switched on mm-hmm. in the right way, when they yeah. start to, when their NAD levels start to deplete, which is what happens exactly. when we get older, that's when we don't do the DNA repair and we're not paying the mortgage and we're not, you know, cleaning house, <laughs> so to speak. Yeah,
1: so that's the interesting part. So uh, as we age, the production of NAD is declining. So this means that there is less NAD available for co to use as their fuel to do their job. And not only that, but as we age, we also have increased DNA uh, breaks, for example, and, you know, genome instability and other things going on. So actually we need more NAD, but we produce less. So it's a vicious circle where we actually have less and less um, NAD, both because it's consumed more and because it's produced less. So this is... Um, you know, basically one of the underlying mechanisms of aging, where we're seeing that uh, we do have the um, more um, genome, um, uh, genome instability. And then with that, uh, we do have the uh, loss of cellular identity. And actually, you know, the more efficient um, you know, uh, genome stability is the less you're going to have senescent cells. So, senescent cells are the zombie cells. So, those mm. two are inversely correlated. And the more senescent cells you have, the more genome instability you will have because. Wow. This okay. Is- um, you know, to to the loss of cellular identity, which is what senescence is all about. When the cell basically forgets how to, um, you know, how to do its function well, so it even stops replicating and it becomes just a senescent cell that sits there and actually also um, um, induces the different ther- inflammatory signals and... yeah. as well. And this is what drains NAD even more. Oh, wow. Now you have another player competing for NAD, which is CD38, which is an inflammatory cytokine produced by senescent cells. So now the CD38 is being secreted and it also wants to produce, um, uh, sorry, it also wants to consume NAD. So you have this downward spiral of NAD consumption as you age and this is what basically depletes other functions because we now know that uh, NAD is implicated in, in you know nearly fifty percent of enzymatic reactions in the cell. So it's a very very important um, molecule. And if our cells of NAD would drop to zero, you know, like or we would be dead in be 30, seconds. thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's that important. So
0: that's mm-hmm. really interesting. So the, so as we age, we we get more of these senescent cells, and I've talked about this on, on previous episodes with Dr. Youth as well senescent cells are like zombie cells that basically have stopped doing their function and stopped replicating because usually our cells are replicating and you know producing new ones and but they are sending out these cd38 uh, and these chemokines and cytokines that are inflammatory that then infect if you like for the one yeah. with a better description, the cells next to them. And then the body starts to get this senescent load. So we have yeah. more and more senescent cells that are just hanging around. Mm-hmm. They should die. They should go away. And this is where senolytic activators come in. Yes. Uh, and like, so that, that like there quercetin. are, yeah, like <laughs> quercetin, phycetin, uh what else is there? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, like, so I've got mum on these, for example. I'm on these quercetin, fisetin as well. Uh, yeah. and, the, and these the job the reason we have those this is very good you know for someone like mum with cancer is we're getting rid of and causing autophagy and ap- apoptosis and fasting does this as well doesn't it intermittent fasting yeah uh, and longer fasts can actually <laughs> cause autophagy so that self-eating and getting rid of yeah. this cells can you explain yeah. autophagy a
1: little bit Yeah, of course. So uh, autophagy is the mechanism by which the cell is basically getting rid of toxins and things that are floating around and are not needed anymore. So those could be either dysfunctional mitochondria or aggregate from uh, proteins, such as the ones that we're seeing in neurodegeneration, for example, in Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's disease. We do have those proteins being accumulated in neurons and basically um um you know, altering the, the function of the neuron. Yeah. And we're also seeing this we actually see are seeing decreased autophagy um in in you know in in neurodegeneration, which is actually what I was working on during my PhD, which yeah. is very interesting. And I know I've been telling you this for, for quite some time, but my paper will be published very, very soon. So Excellent. I'll be back with this. <laughs> Excellent. I can't wait to, to yeah. read it. It's great. Yes. Yeah. So so yeah, this is what autophagy is, and it's a natural mechanism to make sure uh, basically a a, a protein housekeeping function for the cell, a protein homeostasis. And uh, it can be triggered with fasting as well, because what happens is that... when we, we we start having a deficit of amino acids in the cell, then the cell says, "Okay, so there's not enough food around, so I need to kind of clean myself." Because actually, uh, autophagy is a catabolic process, so this means that it does gather all of this garbage that is floating around in the cell, and then it's producing new building blocks for the cell. So this could be lipids, this could be amino acids, and then this this could be utilized again uh, to produce new proteins and so on. So it's a recycling process basically for the cell. And and after 12 hours of fasting, you, uh, you you might start getting some autophagy in the liver, for example, and then after, let's say 20 hours of fasting, you will be having some uh, some basic autophagy going on in other tissues as well. So, and that's the reason why I'm, I personally am doing intermittent fasting every day. So usually I consume food within a very narrow window um, during the day. And as I go, I keep on narrowing this window. So wow. um, sometimes I'm even doing Doing one meal a day. Sometimes I'm doing two meals a day, but they're like, mm-hmm. let's say three hours apart. So I have one meal at 1 p.m. and I have another one at 4 p.m. and that's it. And then uh, basically uh, this gives me uh activation of AMPK, which yep. is the pathway um, that is basically activated when there is no amino acids floating around. So I have this activated for 20 hours, uh 20, 21 hours. Um, and then b- between my meals, uh, the other pathway is activated. So mTOR is activated. So mTOR is mammalian target of rapamycin is also a very important yeah. um, cellular regulator and it's sensitive to amino acids. So when you start consuming foods and when you start, um, you know, when you're having a meal, uh, um, it's it's basically the opposite of autophagy. So mTOR is a negative regulator of autophagy and what it says is, it says, okay, so now we have an abundance of food, we have an abundance of amino acids, it's time to build. So let's build muscle and this is why, you know, it's, it's good to go to the gym and then have a, a protein have a meal because then you can actually rebuild your muscle um and yep. this is what mTOR does so if you're doing intermittent fasting you know you will be having um your mTOR activation for let's say four or five hours because mTOR is basically staying active for another couple of hours after a meal so actually yeah if i'm doing um one um so if i'm doing one meal at 1 p.m i'm activating my mTOR and then i'm having another meal at 3-4 p.m and then the mTOR will stay active for another couple of hours Mm -hmm. and then the AMPK will will kick in again and i can actually uh stimulate this process with some supplements as well yes for example berberine it uh, it is activating AMPK it's an excellent supplement you know it can also contribute to glucose metabolism so it's basically activating. Like metformin, which is a drug for type two diabetes, and yep. this is uh, I also um, yeah. supplement with berberine in the evenings after my uh, my last meal of the day. I would take berberine. I would take it with milk thistle, that actually would abs- mm. uh, increase uh, the absorption of berberine as well. Oh, wow. So that we okay. go together. Um, uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, very and, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I um, see, like, see, uh, I, I'm on berberine. I'm also on metformin. Um, and mum's on that. And the reason that she's on that is to block that glycolysis pathway that feeds the tumors, right? Um, mm-hmm. and so th- th- this, this, this play between mTOR and AMPK. So th- just a, a quick recap mTOR uh, is, you know, when the body's in a in growth phase, basically, and it's, and it's building and we want that at certain times. But when we eat every two, three hours, like, a, you know, we're told oh. to do, like eat four to six yeah. meals a day. Um, then we're activating mTOR all the time and we're not giving our body a chance to do the autophagy process. And so over time, you know, the yeah. autophagy, autophagy is not happening, senescent cells are loading up in the body and we're not doing the clear out phase. It's like bringing food into the kitchen, but we're not taking the garbage out. And so we yeah. want those phases. And so we to get this, we want to have fasting phases where maybe 14, 16 hours, whatever you can manage on a regular basis and mm-hmm. uh, you know, under the guidance of a doctor, even longer f- uh, fasting. If you're, um, you know, uh, got got particular problem like cancer or something, you want to be doing that. It's very very important. Um, but it's also the AMP AMPK. Yeah, is stimulated by things like metformin, berberine, the milk thistle. I knew I had milk thistle. On my supplement list, but I didn't understand the connection between that and berberine. So thank you for that. That's really good. So if you can't get metformin, which uh, is yeah, it's been really, it's a good, uh, relatively safe drug that has shown to cause people to live longer. So that's a really good thing. But berberine is a good natural supplement alternative for that. So we're doing this on a day-to-day basis of increasing our NAD levels. We're down-regulating our mTOR at certain times. We've got AMPK kinases going up hopefully at other times so we're regulating that, we're getting rid of old senescent cells and then we're going to stay biologically younger for much longer. Just interrupting the program briefly to let you know that we have a new patron program for the podcast. Now, if you enjoy pushing the limits, if you get great value out of it, we would love you to come and join our patron membership program. We've been doing this now for five and a half years and we need your help to keep it on air. It's been a public service free for everybody and we want to keep it that way. But to do that, we need like-minded souls who are on this mission with us to help us out. So if you're interested in becoming a a patron for Pushing the Limits podcast, then check out everything on patron dot lisa Tarmaty.com. that's p-a-t-r-o-n dot lisa Tarmaty.com. we have two patron levels to choose from, you can do it for as little as $7 a month New Zealand or $15 a month if you really want to support us so we, we are grateful if you do, there are so many membership benefits you're going to get if you join us, everything from workbooks for all the podcasts the strength guide for runners uh, the power to vote on future episodes uh, webinars that we're going to be holding, all of my documentaries, and much, much more. So check out all the details. Patreon.lisaTarmati.com and thanks very much for joining us. Now, TMG. This is a, a new product that you've just brought out, trimethylglycine. Mm-hmm. Now, methylation is, is a really important process. And can you can you explain what TMG does
1: and why it works in synergy with NMN? Absolutely. So, basically, first of all, uh, methylation is a natural bodily process in which three hydrogen atoms and one carbon atom are transferred from one molecule to another, and this process is vital for many of our body's most important functions, such as creating neurotransmitters, cell division, energy production, metabolism. Um, It it plays a role in epigenetics. Um, It's it's fighting free radicals and so on. So, a very important process and what uh, and the reason why I I brought this product to the market is because I was looking at different supplements and I was thinking, okay, so what would be the supplement that would complement NMN the most and that would uh, uh, that I would get the most benefits from? So, for example, there are a lot of people that are taking Respiratrol as well, yeah. which is which is a good supplement. Yeah. Um, but also, um, oleic acid from olive oil, it actually yeah. does the same work of activating sirtuin one, uh, just like resveratrol. So I can take my NMN with ole, uh, with olive oil, extra virgin olive oil. And then, you know, I do increase the efficiency of the NMN. Uh, so I was thinking, okay, so. But what can't be substituted with something else? And so TMG or trimethylglycine, it's a glycine molecule and it has three methyl groups on it. And this makes it a methyl donor. Now, When we consume NMN, so the first N in NMN stands for nicotinamide, and when we consume the NMN, uh, the nicotinamide is metabolized and is secreted by urine. Now, in order for this uh, process to take place, um, the, uh, the nicotinamide needs a methyl group to be attached to it. And this is where the TMG comes in because TMG basically gives you these groups and then it makes the metabolism of Anaman, um most efficient. So um, another thing is that when your, your methylation uh, levels are optimum, are optimal, you make sure that you also keep your homocysteine levels at base. So you don't ah. want your homocysteine rising, which mm. is correlated with cardiovascular disease. So basically TMG, it, it actually has quite a few uh, clinical trials uh, ah. behind. So there is nine human clinical trials showing that TMG actually uh, successfully lowers phomocysteine levels. It's very successful in wow. it because it's a very rich methyl donor because one, every glycine molecule has three methyl groups attached to it. So it's compensating very well for this. And then it does make your NMN efficiency even better. And this way they do work in synergy to produce the best result. Now, not only this, but there have been trials uh, showing that TMG also um, can enhance, um, you know, uh, athletic performance. And there are oh. a couple of guys that are showing just borderline results, but very interesting that I've heard from someone from one of our customers is that actually he's been taking NMN for a few months and then uh, he's been feeling very good on it. And then he added the TMG and he noticed, so he's, I think 51, 53, something like that. Uh, and he noticed that it was much easier to preserve and gain muscle in the gym and wow. bake they do have the synergistic effect as well. And actually, Anima did have Two uh human clinical trials coming out in 2021 showing um both that NMN protects uh again age-related muscle loss, and secondly, it also increases endurance, cardiovascular fitness, and aerobic capacity. And wow. what I've seen so far from you know, from anecdotal um evidence from my customers is that if you're also taking the TMG, you you boost this uh effect even more. And I think it's because that it is just maximizes the effect of NMN. And this is why I decided to launch TMG Next um, because I think that it, it also has like a very nice safety profile as well, just like NMN. And the reason why I launched NMN as the first product for the company is because it has an excellent safety profile. It's safe at very, very high dosages. There's been clinical trials showing that it's safe uh, for up, um, up to 1.2 grams a day in humans. And also uh, if, you tra- if you see the, the dosages, um, that, uh, in, in my studies, if you basically transfer this dosages into humans, this would be equivalent of, let's say up to 10 grams per day for a human. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. uh, This is very, very optimistic because you know, you, you still don't get any side effects basically in this human clinical trials and same with TMG, because there's been, um, uh, human clinical trials with TMG with up to 20 grams a day, and you don't need that much. So, um, what I've been recommending, for example, if you take 500 mg of NMN, you can do a 1 to 2 ratio or 1 to 3 ratio, meaning that for every 500 mg of NMN, you would take uh, 1 gram or 1.2 grams of TMG. Uh, but as I said, there's been clinical trials with up to 20 grams of TMG, which it still shows that, you know, it's um, so you can't. You know, it doesn't have any side effects. So can't. the threshold is, is much, much higher. And this is very, very good always for a compound. Yeah, but this is important because you know when I've studied uh,
0: the methylation process, which is very bloody complicated. But you can overmethylate. You like overmethylate. Um, so, and this depends a little bit too on your genetics, doesn't it? With your what uh, you know, your SHMT1, your MTR, are, your, your MTHFR, yeah. your, your all of those those five, six genes that are really important in that methylation process. So, is it dependent on that? Because uh, with you know the work that I do with the DNA testing and, and and so on, I'm very particular about what I put people on according to the genetics. It's like folinic acid versus folic acid, or uh, uh, sublingual B12 versus uh, you know normal B12, or uh, mm-hmm. th- those types of things. So, so in my mind, I was asking myself, well, then if I'm giving TMG, that's sort of like the end product of of the methylation process. So. Is there a, a genetic factor that you should be aware of, or can you over methylate somebody in this fashion? Um, that was just a question that was going on, like in, in the homocysteine, which, uh, you know, like I'm, I'm fighting a battle of homocysteine with my mum because of the medications that she's on. Um, is it a good idea to put TMG into the mix there? Um, and you know, this is a, that's a bit of a specific question and obviously not medical advice, but, um, is is optimizing your methylation in other words going to be a good thing. Um yeah. if you're struggling with homocysteine because homocysteine is one of those those the signs if you've got high homocysteine of cardiovascular disease and yep. lots of things that aren't mm-hmm. great. So yep. um yeah and, and lots of us are struggling with homocysteine mm-hmm. without knowing it. Yep.
1: So it it definitely has to do with your genetic background and, you know, you you can do, you know, this test and see, um, you know, different gene variants, like, for example, the MDHFR gene is pretty important to check for, uh, you know, for for methylation and homocysteine and so on. And then, of course, you can do uh, a simple blood test as well. So, for example, if, you know, you live somewhere where genetic testing is not, Um, it's not very available. Like, you can just do, um, um, a simple blood test and see your homocysteine levels and see where, where it is. You can't, like, it's very hard to hypermethylate. You know, as I said, I think the threshold is, uh, you know, much, much higher there. So it's not, You know, it's not something to be concerned about. Uh, If anything, there is something else that is um, uh, that you know you you can keep in mind when taking TMG is that um, TMG is basically an osmoregulator. It means that it regulates the osmotic balance of the cell, uh, just like creatine does, for example. Uh So, if you do take a lot of TMG, but again, this threshold is like very very high. Let's say after twenty grams of TMG a day. it might have a laxative effect. Yeah. So this is something to be aware of. Yeah. But other than that, you know, it's pretty, uh, you know, it, it's a pretty mild kind of compound. It's a natural compound. You, you can find it in beets. This is why it's also called bet- betaine. The, ah. This is like the, the first that's name that's yeah, yeah, it was isolated from beets and it was the first one that, that was the, the first, um, um, time it was isolated. It was isolated in beets and it was called betaine, but uh-huh. it's actually methyl glycine.
0: So, because ah, I, because I, I understood like betaine to be more on the lines of the, um, uh, the stomach acid, you know, like, uh, your, your hydrochloric acid that's in your stomach. Um, is that is that completely off beam? I With think betaine? this
1: is something different.
0: <laughs> <laughs> betaine and pepsin, you know, the, the combination that you have to take for um an increase in your stomach acidity. Um but ah, oh, I might be completely off beam there. Um okay, so so it's going to optimize your methylation as well. So this is going to help. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: So it's going to optimize your methylation It's going to make your, your neurotransmitter production more efficient as wow. well. And it's yeah. going to give this, this necessary methyl groups for the NMN to be metabolized in the most efficient way. So there are actually multiple benefits and it's going to, uh, to make sure that your homocysteine doesn't rise. And this means that it's cardioprotective. There's been a couple of studies showing uh, some, some minor results for lipid metabolism in, in the, um, in the liver as well. So this is also there. So it's, uh, it's a very, very good compound to take for sure. And that's the reason why, you know, we thought to launch it next along with NMN, because I think that, you know, if you do um, um, have this, this combination of NMN plus uh, extra virgin olive oil plus TMG, you actually are getting a very nice, uh, you know, anti-aging foundation And, you know, as I I, I previously started um, talking about the Annaman clinical trials in 2021. So, for example, another clinical trial um, that has been done in pre-diabetic women with Annaman, where the women were obese or overweight and postmenopausal. And they they had all the symptoms of, you know, pre-diabetes and so on. And uh, we've seen that over uh, after... Only ten weeks of supplementation with NMN, and actually at the, quite a low dosage at 250 mg, wow. they managed to become more insulin sensitive. And this is, you know, this is amazing news because yeah. it's not a drug; it's just the natural compound, and this is what it can do in the clinical trial. And also, interestingly, in the same trial, um, uh, they have some some really interesting data that NMN actually managed to activate the collagen production pathway as well. So this is very, very cool. Is that why Um, your
0: skin is so amazing? (laughs) (laughs) For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, So it it, it, it helped with the collagen production as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and it does this is very interesting because, you know, there there are so many collagen supplements on the market, but not all of them are efficient and actually not all of them are being absorbed properly because yeah. when you when you do take collagen orally, it may or um it basically is broken down into amino acids in your digestive system. And then those amino acids may or may not be used to produce more collagen. So it's actually not the most efficient way to boost your collagen. But if you're taking the NMN, it does boost the collagen production pathway, and then bum, you have a really nice effect on your skin as well. Yeah, and you're proof <laughs> of that. <laughs> you're definitely proof of that. <laughs> yeah. And I think that it's it's very interesting because both of these symptoms, uh, so basically the insulin resistance and a decrease in collagen production, they're both symptoms of aging. So they're both yeah. being seen in people over 30 when the aging process already has, you know, has taken place, and we're seeing this this hallmarks of aging.
0: Yeah, and so insulin sensitivity. For those who don't understand how important, it, because I think people think of they don't understand what insulin does, but insulin is. You, you, well, you can explain it better it, it helps the sugar get into the cell or the glucose to get into the cell but over time when we have a high sugar diet for example we're going to have uh, insulin resistance coming in and that means yeah. we're not able to take the glucose up into the cell and it flows freely around the body and then it can yeah, glycate exactly. uh, different proteins and cause things exactly. like atherosclerosis and it's, yeah. it's a gateway drug basically or the gateway problem to all of the big killers yeah. um, So, it's really important that we sensitize our body. And there's the fasting, again, in that whole AMPK, mTOR uh, uh, argument. We want to keep our body's insulin sensitive. This is what, when we're 20, we can get away with eating really badly and still stay (laughs) lean, right? And then when we hit like 40 odd, um, we start to have problems with carbs because we become Mm. more and more carbon tolerant, i.e., we become more and more insulin resistant and we can reverse that by a combination of supplements and di- diet and, and exercise obviously increases your uh, insulin sensitivity. And these are all things that are going to slow down the aging process, slow down. You're getting neurodegeneration, Alzheimer's, cardiovascular disease, cancer, diabetes.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, it's actually pretty horrible. And you have a, a very good point here that it's indeed like, it's, it's probably if I could give like one simple advice to someone that doesn't know any science. So instead of going into, you know, complicated terms and things like that, I would just say, you know what? Just ditch carbs, you know? Yeah. Dish, yeah. Exist, exist. You know, like you don't have to understand why. They just do it. Yeah,
0: it is bloody hard, (laughs) isn't it? It it, it is a hard thing to ask people to do. Yeah,
1: of course. It's very addictive. It's actually, you know, it's like, it's more addictive than cocaine or something. And it's very, very sad because 80% of adults in the Western world might be pre-diabetic at the moment. And if you look around, like you indeed have people that are craving desserts every day and they're having desserts every day. And this is like so... Far from normal, but it's, yeah. it's the new norm and everyone does it and sugar is everywhere. It's really, really bad. And, you know, it's, yep. uh, it, it's, it's, actually horrible because then you indeed have, you know, all of this, um, the, the glycation that you mentioned, you know, you have this, this molecule floating around it and being uh, attached to other proteins and, um, you know, you, you have it's horrible. Breaking
0: yeah atherosclerosis yeah. and all those sorts of horrible things and things that happen when you get diabetes or uh and and if you just you just need to look around at the state of of our population to know that there's something wrong with our food supply and it's hugely addictive i mean all of us will struggle and the more carbs you have the more you want yeah. it's it's a constant battle you know for for most of us and and the less yeah. sugar you have the less you want it but oh, yeah the initial say. So, I mean, you're the second doctor to come on in the last two weeks and said, "If you forget everything else that
1: I've said today, excess carbs is at the basis of everything. Is the base problem." That's very <laughs> interesting. That's that's really nice to hear that other people are talking about it because uh, honestly, I think that we don't talk about this enough. That's the real pandemic. You know what yeah. I mean? And you know, it's very important that we um, we inform more and more people about this. And actually, yeah, I also. You know, uh, I'm trying to do this myself, obviously, yep. you know, like not with 100% success, no, right? Me neither. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have moments of weakness where I yeah, but most
1: yeah. days, you know, I'm 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 trying to stick into like a cattle slash carnivore diet because this is what feels good for me. I've been experimenting with different diets before. I've been vegan for some time, and you know, it was it was good at first because what happens when you go vegan is like you start detoxing a lot because yeah. you don't have all the processed meat and everything, so you start feeling well. But actually, you do get severe amino acid depletion um, you know after some time so like um, it it can only last for so long if you want to take care of your body properly you actually like can't be vegan like this is uh, this is the conclusion that I came to myself as a scientist, and also, you know, after having my experiment of n equals one, I yes. realized that this is not the way to go. And you know, I'm doing my my blood tests regularly, once or twice a year, to make sure that everything is um, is tracking, you right. know, everything where where it needs to be, and, yeah. and things like that. And you know, like uh, I I feel much better, and I perform much better on a keto slash carnivore diet, and yes. I I do this with intermittent fastness well so i I'm, I'm going for like a three hour eating window uh oh. most days and some days i'm doing yeah you get used to it because yeah. for example uh last year when we were recording another interview i was not able to do this but now yeah. i'm I was already narrowing down the eating window. So first it was like eight hours eating window, then it was six, then it was four. So wow. it's kind of dropping, and like it, 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 you get used to it eventually. So yeah. I've been I've been trying to do intermittent fasting for about I don't know maybe two plus years now. So yeah. after two plus years, I'm now comfortable with you know with not eating um, you know, most of the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And and it's great. And I find there's a couple of hacks because you don't need to be a Puritan about this, but what you want to do is not spike your your, your glucose in the morning. So things that I do is like have exogenous ketones in the morning as a drink, uh, with Mm my NMN and my resveratrol and my olive oil and see olive oil I have in the morning, even though that is a calorie, it is a fat, it doesn't spike my insulin. Mm -hmm. And therefore, no, it my, doesn't. my, my blood sugar. So for me, that I'm still in a fasted state, even though okay. I've had what you can call a food but um and then you can have things like a little bit of black coffee um I have a little bit of prebiotic uh fiber uh, these things help me stay fuller through lunchtime um and for me I'm usually you know I usually have a the late, latest lunch and 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 dinner as well um so it's usually two and if I'm really being bad then I'll end up with three times a day but you know it's it's narrowing that down that so that at least in the morning You know, I can, I can uh, overnight and then in the morning, it's easier for me. I find it's, uh, it's much more of a psychological struggle for me later on in the day. And I think as your willpower starts to wane and you're like, you've had a hard, stressful day and it's like, where's the (laughs) treats, you know? And so we're all on this road of re-educating ourselves and re, and, and don't go for perfection, you know, just go for better. I think is is a message as well is don't you know don't you ha- don't have to be perfect because oh, when yeah. you go for perfect from straight out of the gate you're probably going to go <laughs> wow this is just <laughs>
1: wild you know um, yeah. so I, I think that there is um there is a social aspect um in it as yeah. well so for example if you're meeting friends in the evening for yeah. dinner and like that they're going to trick you into having something <laughs> to and, having some wine uh, and, you and-, and yourself well so you know it is what it is and you don't have to be perfect every day for sure and you know even I deviate from my plans sometimes but uh it's it's very rare but um it still happens sometimes but I'm trying to make sure that I'm actually consistent with my overall, uh, longevity routine. So, you know, um, you, you, previously mentioned that it's very important to, to have an overall routine with sauna yeah. and intermittent fasting and other things. And this is what I'm trying to do as well. So yeah. I do uh, make sure that, you know, my nutrition is on point. Most of the days I am taking my supplements I'm taking, I'm going to the sauna. I'm trying to, I have a beautiful sauna in the building. So I'm, I'm, and it's always empty, by the way, it's very, very <laughs> rare that. Uh,
0: there are people. Well, there. you're in Dubai, so I mean, like it's hot.
1: <laughs> you just have to walk
0: outside. You're
1: in <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, people people are mostly you know in air conditioned spaces yeah. all, the, all day long. Okay. To be honest, here, yeah. so you know, like uh, I rarely go outside during the uh, um, you know during right. the day. Um, but yeah, I make sure that I do my sauna, you know, like three, four times a week, even, you know, like I'm striving for, you know, to go six times a week, let's say, but you know, it's hard yeah, because it is, you know, life happens. So, yep. you know, but three, four times a week is doable. And then, you know, like you do, it, it's basically sauna ha- is, um, can, can be considered as an alternative as a substitute to exercise because yep. it does have the same effect. Right. So we yep. do have the increase heart rate, you're sweating. So your body actually thinks that, you know, you're exercising. And this is, um, this is an external stress. And this is what we call hormesis as well. So this is something that also activates, you know, the the sirtuins. Um, So yeah, I'm doing the the sauna as well. And I'm trying to, uh, to do some cardio as well, a couple of times a week or even more, or, or, you know, like three, four, five times a week, depending on the week. Uh, obviously I work a lot, so, you yeah, know, it, it's, uh, pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty intense, but it, yeah. uh, but it does help that, you know, I do have a nice gym in the building and that I'm doing the sauna there as well. And I can do my cardio there too. So yeah. I just need to take the lift and go downstairs. So <laughs> you're lucky. Yeah. And, and it's about optimizing
0: your routine and finding out what works for you and adding mm-hmm. in these pieces of the yeah. puzzle. Um, yeah. Alina, yeah. you've been really marvellous today thank you so much for all these insights I'm really excited about having TMG now in the mix um, and people can order that on uh, my website at as along with the NMN uh, we are struggling a little bit of, uh, occasionally with uh, COVID and uh, delays in the shipping but Bear with yeah. us, people, while we keep this, uh, keep, <laughs> keep this growing and keep this company growing, um, growing pains. Um, and, and it's a beautiful combination to be taking. And I'm really excited for the longevity field. And I'm also really excited for the other stuff that you're working on. So watch the space because there will be more coming. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty Absolutely. cool.
1: A lot, a lot of very interesting things and projects going on, uh, you know, and Bios, the company has grown so much over the past year. It's, it's actually it's crazy. Huge. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's expanding rapidly. You know, we now have, uh, you know, our warehouse in the UK. We also do, uh, Amazon MBA in the UK. We do have another warehouse in Europe as well. And now we're expanding to the U S as well. And of course we have you in New Zealand. Yeah. So, you know, in Australia, know, yeah. yeah everywhere and hopefully um in the middle east as well very soon i'm working on this too and wow. i i actually might be having some some exciting news um uh coming soon and you know with regards to the longevity field i think that it's very important to um for people to understand that there is no such thing as the fountain of youth so it's there is no one supplement that you're going to take that is going to do everything for you and you know like this might sound i because it's, it's coming from me and I'm selling supplements and I have an anti-aging comp- supplement company because it's very good supplements. But at the same time, I make sure that I actually, you know, implement all of the other stuff as well. So I'm going to my gym, I'm doing my sauna, I'm, I'm eating clean, you know, uh, keto slash carnivore most days, intermittent fasting and so on. And actually... All of this information I put together in an online course. Oh and, yes, uh, thank I'm, you. I'm going through, uh, you know, all of these things. We have five modules, and it's actually uh, joint work with my co- instructor Jesse Coomer, who is a, a breath worker. And actually, mm-hmm. you should uh, you should get him to the podcast as well. Oh, absolutely, I yeah, I yeah. love to. I love watching yes. his videos. He's a he's a character. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, he is. He, he's a really cool person to to work with. You know, we're friends as well, and. We'll Launched together the uh, the foundations of longevity online course. So this is an on demand course and it has five modules over two hours of content where we're going through uh, you know a lot of things that we mentioned today. So different lifestyle inter- interventions, supplementation. I'm even talking about AMPK and mTOR cycling for example. I'm diving deep into nutrition. I'm diving deep into supplements and you know like all kinds of supplements that I'm taking personally as well so uh you know we mentioned a couple of them for example quercetin and then um you know berberine and things like that and i also take beef liver as well wow Uh, beef liver yeah i I haven't either a new zealand or an australian company i think they're actually pretty awesome and yeah it's called ancestral supplements i don't have an affiliation with them but it's just a very like (laughs) nice A product that I'm using myself. Yeah, so we do have all of this information in one place because what I've um, what I've seen is that people are interested in longevity, and people are interested in what can they do in order to um, to maintain themselves healthier for longer. Absolutely. And sometimes, you know, there there is so much information online that it's actually very hard to put together useful information because there's a lot of junk out there as well. So this is what we did with Jesse, and we. Organize this course, and we have this wonderful curriculum put together. It's an on-demand course, so you just, you know, like yeah. Just, and I will uh, put put the link, then, the link the yeah. link in the show notes. So go to the show notes, people,
0: and it will also be up on on, on my website. The link shortly, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it's really, I think, uh, you know, educating yourself around these topics is just gold and we've touched on a lot of things today but if you want to do a deeper dive like the cycling stuff that's really interesting you know so that you're not going completely one way or completely the other way um is really really important so I'm, i'm excited for that course as well um yeah and and you just keep bringing out great content and You've got a brain the size of, I don't know why <laughs> so big. <laughs> um, it would be nice to be so it's super intelligent. But um, it, you, you bring it across very well. And I think between the two of us, we bring it across relatively well because it is very, um, you know, complicated stuff but uh i think if you if you take away a few things from today you know cut the carbs go in the sauna do your exercise take your nm take your tmg take your quercetin your phycetin your resveratrol perhaps your olive oil um these are things <laughs> you can practically do optimize your yeah. sleep people you know
1: sleep is just oh, the number yeah, one yeah.
0: leverage point that's the <laughs> other
1: very important point and i do also uh, talk about this in the course too but you know your biorhythms are so important it's so important. Uh, it's actually like I've seen it's important for longevity and anti-aging as well, because Um, When your biorhythms are disrupted, uh, your circadian rhythms are disrupted, then your melatonin production is disrupted overnight. And if your melatonin is disrupted, then you will have less defense against reactive oxygen species. And then there is another, like a plethora of processes that melatonin is also implicated in. And then you don't have all these benefits and then you're basically aging faster. So very, very uh, important. as well a very uh, good point um you know a takeaway message from today's podcast uh make sure that you go to sleep early everyone <laughs> yeah and go every night at the same time and then get up in the morning get some
0: sunlight on yeah. your eyes and do all that sort of yeah. good stuff and lena thank you so much for your time today it's been absolutely awesome and i'll put all of those links in the show notes and head on over to edaminebio.nz if you're listening to this guys and grab your supplements over there thanks very much everyone thanks alena
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: That's it this week for Pushing the Limits. Be sure to rate, review and share with your friends and head over and visit Lisa and her team at lisatarmaty.com.